Welcome back to Faith in Humanity, a podcast about ending poverty. Um, My name is Nevada, and today I will be talking about making a dent, 30 ways to improve the world poverty situation. So I'm just going to jump right into it, um, the big three. So the Borgham Project talks about three main things when it comes to um, steps that the average person can do to really making a difference in terms of world poverty. And so the big three are one, emailing Congress, two, calling Congress, and three, donating. So there's a lot more things that you can do as I'll be discussing later. As I said, there's the Borgen Project gives 30 ways that you can make a difference, but those big three are emailing, calling Congress, and donating. Um, So to start off, um, calling Congress or um, writing to Congress, writing a letter. Um, So congressional leaders often um, support poverty reduction legislation um, when as few as 7 to 10 people in their district contact them in support of it. So I think a lot of people have this misunderstanding that, you know, you can't get through to your, the leaders in your state or the leaders in your country, that they're kind of these impenetrable forces that can't be spoken to, that you can't communicate with, um, that you can't communicate your thoughts with. Um, and so I think that's a common misconception. But calling your congressional leaders in your state is so simple. You can find their phone numbers online, just Google it. Um, and you can also vis- visit the Borgen Project's website. Um, they have a whole section on <clears throat> you know, what to say when you call Congress or how to write a letter or an email to Congress. Um, they have a bunch of templates and tips about things that you can do to make it, you know, feel much less daunting and so I would really encourage anyone um, interested in calling Congress or writing them a letter um, to visit the Borgen Project's website and to um, really um, take advantage of um, all of the information and resources that the Borgen Project has put out there on their website. Um, So as I said, yeah, emailing Congress, um, links to um, ready to send templates on global poverty bills. So this is super important. Um, so another thing that you can do um, is lobbying Congress. Um, so this is a little bit more involved. It takes some patience and some planning. Um, arranging a meeting with congressional staffers is surprisingly easy. And it's an important part of our democracy. You know, um, as American citizens, we are very fortunate to be a part of a democracy, a society where democracy is really important. And I think we take that for granted a lot of the time. And so lobbying Congress and meeting with congressional leaders, though it is difficult to schedule because they are often very busy, um, it, it is simple and you can do it. And um, it's highly encouraged. And again, you can visit the Borgen Project's website. They have a bunch of tips on how to really get started um, if you're interested in lobbying Congress. Um, so moving forward, um, another thing that you can do to, um, to help spread the word about global poverty is mobilizing. So um, there's a, a little saying, one is good, but 10 is better. 
Um, Politics is a numbers game. And the more people contacting a leader in support of an issue or a bill means more action is demanded from the leader and their staff. So the more people that are calling about a certain issue or um, calling to support a certain um, bill, um, the more that that leader is going to pay attention to it and the more likely it is that... um, that that certain issue or that bill will get passed. Um, and so you can't do this alone. This is where your friends and your coworkers and strangers come in. Um, mobilizing people in your community is very important and it is very easy. Um, you know, just like calling and emailing Congress is very simple. Um, mobilizing people to do the same is is very simple and it just takes some you know it just takes doing it you just have to you know get a group of your friends together and um you know and just mobilize people to to really call and write and make a change um so this is something that's extremely important and also extremely doable um so Moving forward, um, YouTubing Congress is also another way to go. So sending your leader a video of constituents requesting action on a bill, um, you know, it's, it's a more modern way of reaching your congressional leaders. Um, you know, you can also tweet to them or send them a Facebook um, message or, um, you know, post on their Facebook wall or even, you know, comment on um, one of their Instagram posts. Um, There are much more, you know, technology-friendly ways of communicating with congressional leaders in this day and age, um, you know, where everything is online. Um, And so you can still call, that's still extremely important. You can email, write a letter, but you can also um, kind of get creative with it and try to really reach your congressional leaders in a way that is true to you and true to, um, you know, the the technology um, prone world that we are living in today. Um, So another way that you can really spread the word about about organizations like the Borgen Project, about issues or bills that you want to promote your support of, um, you can write a letter to the editor of your um, local newspaper or magazine. Um, So uh, the purpose of this um, is educating thousands of people. And if you mention the congressional leader's name in the letter, he or she will read it in um, their regular summary of news coverage. So um, this is a great way to um, get some, you know, really good experience with um writing about um a political activism and and issues that are important to you but it's also a really great way to reach your congressional leaders you can also call talk radio you're on you're just like one phone call away from getting the issue in front of thousands of people um so visit the talk show's website um find the call-in number and um you know prepare something to say and um you know people really appreciate that um you can speak to local groups and classes there's just there's infinite ways um for you to really spread the word about about poverty and issues that are important to um to address 
And finally, um, you can donate. So um, fundraising is huge. Um, there are many different ways to run fundraising campaigns. Um, I'm sure that all of you can think of somebody in your life or maybe even you have run a fundraising campaign for something that was important to you. Um, you know, you, there's a lot of different ways to mobilize people to raise money for a certain cause. A lot of the things that you can use um, is social media. You can really use it to your advantage. Um, but you can also do things like, um, you know, any personal events that you um, take part in, like running a marathon. You can utilize your running events to raise funding for the Borgen Project. Um, you know, letting people know you're running for the cause and ask them to sponsor your efforts. Um, I know in Massachusetts, the Pan Mass Challenge that raises money for um, cancer research, so all of the proceeds go to that. But if you, you know, are, if you're a a biker and you, you know, want to participate in a, a 10 mile bike ride and you could get your friends and family to sponsor you and raise money that way. Um, organizing a garage sale or donating your birthday, wedding, or graduation gifts, um, like asking your family to donate to the cause, um, the Borgen Project, instead of getting your presents um, or adding to the Borgen, Pro the Borgen Project to your gift registry. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can raise money to give back to organizations, um, the Borgen Project and others who, you know, are really making a change in the world and are really doing their best to mobilize people and to get the word out there and these organizations can't continue without support and so it's very important that you um, get your opinions out to your congressional leaders but it's also important that you support your um your, these organizations um because without them then um you know, a lot of the change wouldn't be being made. So it's very important that they keep going as long as they can. So for the second half of this podcast episode, I'm going to be discussing some FAQs that I found on the Borgen Project's website um, about global poverty and aid. So certain people asked questions about global poverty, maybe a misconception or a question that they had, and the Borgen Project's website answers these. And so I'm going to read them um, because I think it's really important to really get into the nitty-gritty of um, clarifying certain things when it comes to answering these questions about global poverty and getting the full story. So number one, um, doesn't corruption in developing nations prevent aid from reaching the most impoverished people? So the answer to this question is, while corruption exists nearly everywhere, including the United States, it is by no means a justification for ignoring the plight of the world's poor. So in recent years, experts have developed numerous strategies for bypassing corruption and ensuring that the world's most vulnerable people receive assistance. The United States even set up a, fund raise, a funding program that requires countries to address corruption before they can receive assistance. This ensures that aid coming from the U.S. goes directly to the people. So on the Borgen Project's website, there's a place that you can click um, to help us to pass the Foreign Aid Transparency and Accountability Act through the Senate to improve the ways that the U.S. distributes aid to avoid potential corruption. 
So the second FAQ that I'll be discussing um, is the problem too big to address. So the answer to this um, is that while the problem is huge, the solutions are easy, affordable, and proven to work. So as we discussed in the previous podcast, um, yes, uh, global poverty is a very... um, difficult task to take on, but there are things that we can do to help make it better. So in 2015, the UN completed its uh, Millennium Development Goals, which in part sought to cut global hunger in half. This goal was achieved nearly, uh, this, this goal was achieved early, and the UN now targets zero hunger by 2030. It estimates that this lofty goal can be achieved with an additional $264 billion spent globally per year. This is less than the United States currently spends on interest payments on the national debt, $283 billion, and less than half of the U.S. defense budget at $612 billion. So again, if you go into the, Globe, uh, the Borgen Project's website, um, you can click to read some facts about poverty reduction success occurring across the globe, and um, maybe I'll talk about that in a different episode as well. So number three, why should the United States address poverty abroad when we have it here? So this is a great question. Um, there are not competing interests. Our foreign policy should be focused on international poverty because it's the right thing to do and because it's actually in our strategic interest. And for the same reasons, our domestic policy should focus on poverty at home. Um, So kind of like I talked about in the previous podcast, um, global poverty isn't just it doesn't just exist in one spot and it also doesn't just affect one place so global poverty is something that the world needs to take on as a whole and so yes the united states does have poverty and countries abroad have poverty there's poverty everywhere um and just because we focus on one thing doesn't mean that we can't also focus on you know our poverty reducing um programs back home it's they're not competing with each other so the fourth question is what is the biggest hurdle in achieving the un sustainable development goals and ending world hunger so leadership from congress in the white house um, is really the main um, hurdle so we're the first country in history that has the ability and political power to actually end world hunger As the world's agenda setter, the U.S. is in the unique position of leading the fight to reduce poverty and ensure that the um, SDGs are are achieved with help from other nations and the private sector as well. So number five, how is poverty fought uh, fought on the ground? So the strategies range from teaching farmers how to increase crop productivity um, to giving small loans to women so they can buy ovens and earn money selling bread. Um, A few of the other strategies that we discussed in the last podcast were um, teaching um, farmers how to um, garden, um, creating uh, small medical clinics, increasing the amount of uh, education by... um, by building small schools and giving more resources to students. Um, So things like that. There's a lot of different ways that you can reduce poverty on the ground um, that are really very simple and just take a little bit of effort and it really goes a long way.
So number six, why do CEOs and the business community want the U.S. to end global poverty? So the world's poor are now viewed as the largest untapped market on earth. As people transition from barely surviving into being consumers of goods and products, U.S. companies gain new populations to which they can market their products. So they basically see the world's poor as other markets. Many corporations have already benefited substantially from the poverty reduction that has occurred in India, China, and other parts of the world, and they realize that their future earnings are tied to whether or not U.S. leadership is working to reduce global poverty. And finally, why do defense experts view global poverty as a threat to the United States? So this is a really good question. Um, Poverty creates desperate people and unstable conditions. That's pretty straightforward, I think. Um, You know, as the national security strategy of the U.S. says, a world where some live in comfort and plenty while half of the human race lives on less than $2 a day is neither just nor stable. So we really can't sustain a world where there are some that have so much and others that have too little. That's not sustainable and We need to be doing whatever we can as one of the more powerful nations in the world. Um, We need to be pooling our efforts with other powerful nations um, and wealthy nations that can make a change um, to really, you know, put our heads together and, and make a change when it comes to ending global poverty. So once again, I'd really love to thank you all for joining me on this episode of Faith in Humanity, a podcast about ending poverty. Um, It's really important that we all really get the word out there about global poverty and do whatever we can to raise, do fundraising and um, raise awareness about global poverty because it is something that is in our control um, that we can help with. And so I just really want to thank everyone for joining me on this episode. And I hope you'll join me again next week for another episode of Faith in Humanity, a podcast about ending poverty. Thank you.